Welcome to It's Become a Whole Thing, a podcast that takes a highbrow look at the lowbrow trash we love. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and each week we'll tap into the cultural zeitgeist by looking at the best and worst moments of TV history. Because here, we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast, where we recap the best and worst moments in TV history. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and I want to know how you are, my sweet babes, my sweet trolls. What are you up to right now while you're listening? Are you driving to work? Um, Are you driving home from a big day? Um, Are you out for a troll stroll? I want to know. And I hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm feeling pretty great. Uh, I had a lovely day. I recorded earlier in the day with my lovely guest, Kelly Williams. And some episodes just really feel like just a chance to catch up with a friend. And I forget I'm recording a podcast. And this was one of them. The topic was lovely and light and such a needed bomb for my soul after last week i don't know something about i guess i've covered a lot of grim topics here on this podcast but something about last week it just it shook me to my core and the funny thing is i usually do uh where we were in history when the episode aired but it was the same week this episode aired the same week as the episode from last week of 14 kids and still pregnant so they were airing simultaneously, same news, same hits, um, very alternate realities. And yeah, that's about it. And I guess uh, I've been reflecting on the nature of positivity and negativity as I'm so I'm ramping up to selling my book. I was supposed to get the word out earlier and I've been shy. No, but really, I don't know why I've been really weird about it and putting it off. And finally, I've just gotten into the the habit of it. And the more I talk about it, the more I realize that this is who I needed to be when I was younger, but didn't have the common sense to be, which is just embracing my troll gremlin self, embracing my petty side, um, allowing myself to feel negative feelings, you know, and the irony of promoting what I've been colloquially calling my negativity journal, like the irony of promoting it is that I I feel more positive than ever. Like every time I've been talking about it, I've gotten little comments here and there of people saying that they're glad to have a space of like-minded people, of people who aren't going to force them to be positive and be all chipper and it's just like this relief and a bit of a warm fuzzy feeling inside so that's been really lovely um the pre-order link is in the bio uh but honestly i'm just as always i am glad you're just listening you don't have to spend a dollar on what i do just by listening you're supporting it Um, If you want to take it a step further, another free way to support what we're doing over here at Whole Thing Industries is leaving a review, a five-star review, um, and following the show. Um, You can follow me on Instagram. I've been pretty fun and unhinged over there lately, lately, since the beginning. 
for the Patreon, this week I have Shannon of Fluently Forward. We're going to be talking about hot topics. Um, now that Wendy Williams is off the air, which is still just devastating to me, um, it's not that I'm taking the term hot topics from her, but I just want to like carry on the torch inspired by the queen of unhinged gossip, Wendy Williams. Um, so, and last week, we did a great Hot Topics episode with Sammy P on PR couples, uh, celebrities like Megan Fox and Pink backtracking on things they've said, forgetting that there's a record of things they've said. Um, speaking of Sammy P, I was going through some old Instagram messages and the fans of hers are loud and mighty. And I understand she's the best. You guys want more of her We'll give you more. She'll be on the main pod a lot more. She's away for two weeks at the moment, uh, but she's going to be here a whole lot for the regular Patreon subscribers. You know, she's there most weeks. And speaking of upcoming weeks, next week we'll be covering Love is Blind Season 3 with Jada from the account Girl You Haven't Heard. She's fantastic. She specializes in reality TV breakdowns, true crime. She'll be coming on to talk about the hot mess express of love is blind blinds love is blind season three uh and then the week after sammy p will be back and we have a very very wild episode uh planned for you but i'm just gonna keep that one a secret okay um oh yeah and some of you have asked questions over the weeks about where to watch the various shows um that is going to depend on your country. Basically, in Canada, for example, like we don't have Hulu, but we have networks that offer many of the same shows. Uh, so if you want to watch a show that I've announced that we'll be up watching in the upcoming weeks, just Google watch, you know, name of the show and then your country and it'll tell you. And so, yeah, that's about it for this week. So I'm going to get right into it. Uh, I hope you're well. And if not, um, Just come take a load off. Come relax with me and Kelly this week. All right. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with Kelly Williams, Laguna Biatch, Beyond the Blinds, just general, lovely human being. Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm great. I mean, I was already so excited to chat with you today. And then we've just been giggling off mic for the last 20 minutes. So I'm <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm feeling great. Um, I'm so excited to chat about the show today, especially because I'm coming off of the heels of, I want to say maybe the heaviest episode that I'll ever put out uh, from last week's 19 Kids and Counting, just getting into the Josh Duggar of it all and the Duggar cult. So this is like a true palate cleanser. Yes, we're going to have fun with this one. We're not going to talk about the Duggars at all. (laughs) Yeah, this is a Duggar-free zone. Fairly wholesome. Um, Yeah, and just like before we get into the show, like, how are you? How is everything going? You know, things are going well. I'm actually like nervous to say that out loud because I feel like once things are going really well, all of a sudden something happens. So I'm really trying to keep a positive outlook. But yeah, things are going so well and no complaints at the moment. I'm sure I could find something, but <laughs> I just sent someone a meme about that yesterday being like when everything's going pretty well and then you start to get nervous because you're like, okay. But I can be negative too. And and I'm really trying to turn that around. But it's so funny because 
um, last week, I was kind of saying that for the opening monologue of the show. And then I started to get really sappy. And I guess I had just woken up. So my voice was a little crackly. And someone messaged me. They're like, that was really sweet. But were you crying? And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just, I just go in extreme. So when I'm trying to be like positive, it turns into me being like, I love you guys so much. <laughs> well, from here on out, I'm going to be crying just to like, so everybody knows. Yeah, just two water signs having a normal conversation. It's fine. <laughs> um, so we're going to be recapping Laguna Beach. And this is something that, honestly, it's a real blind spot for me. So just TBH, I had never seen Laguna Beach or the hills up until today. And it was one of those things where, like, I know it's great. It's such a cultural moment. But, like, we all have those things. Like, for me, it's, like, Game of Thrones. I don't know, like, Twilight. Um, do you have like a pop culture blind spot? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of the housewives, that's a big blind spot for me that I am trying to get better with. Like with Bravo, I started watching Below Deck. It's just the housewives are very stressful for me. Yeah. To sit down and take all those women yelling all the time, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> but that's what I talk about in therapy. We don't need to get into that. But also, I've never seen the Harry Potter movies. Did you read the books? No, I had no interest. Okay, okay. <laughs> no. God, no. God, no, honey. What kind of person do you think I am? Okay. I I'm mean, just for... kidding. I'm just... No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I mean, fair enough. Look, yeah, like for me, yeah, it was Twilight, a lot of CW, like all of these things. If you're obsessed with pop culture, like you know who the characters are. Like You could like name a couple facts. You generally have an idea of what the themes are, but you know, we can't have our all of our fixations in every place. And for me, it's funny you say that about the housewives, because I'm like, for me, my thing to bring up in therapy is like, why is that so relaxing for me? Like watching <laughs> women with frozen faces, like screaming at each other. <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah. And it's actually funny, too, because when I was watching Laguna Beach, I was like, because I'm used to a lot of Bravo stuff and Housewives, it almost felt like someone took a TV and like turned the volume down to like really low. So I had to pay really close attention. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm used to such a like insanely frantic pace of just unhinged behavior. And this was like, this was so, it was nice. It was like refreshing. Yeah. So one thing about Laguna Beach is it's like the first type of like docu-series show and I know people will say real world or, you know, true life or any of that. But this is different because it's like production did set these things up to happen in a way. Yeah. And who better to try it on than 16 year olds? I know. And even the the warning that I had to give at the beginning, be like, this was filmed. These are real life events. <laughs> it's like with a little asterisk. I mean, actually, that was right. something I wanted to ask you about was like now knowing what we know from what the cast has said, like. How much of the show was real? Well, what's really funny, if you listen to Back to the Beach, Stephen blames a lot of it on production. But I've interviewed most of season two, and they've been like, yeah, producers would be like, Alex, you have to meet Talon at noon at Heidelberg or something like that. Um, but they said like the conversations were real. Things that were happening in their real life were really happening. It's just they weren't allowed to film during the week. So say if something happened on a Wednesday, it would be Friday after school and they have to talk about it. Yeah. So Steven tends to blame a lot on production. But again, most of the cast members who I've talked to, 
Um, even low, I, I was able to interview low Bosworth and she said, you know, Laguna was pretty real. The Hills, not as much, but Laguna, we weren't handed scripts. Maybe we were given talking points, but. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, all reality shows to some extent are contrived because I mean, it's not normal, first of all, to have cameras in front of your face. Um, Mm -hmm. even if people say they get used to it, but then yeah, there's like, okay, if there's beef, wait until the weekend to talk about it. There's that. And then there's, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, there's like, okay, you're going to, you're going to have a fight with this person. Here's the script, which I've, I've heard the same thing about that. That's what happened on the Hills. Yeah. And what they would do in Laguna, um, say if like the winter formal episode in season two, that's what comes to mind. It seems like Alex M asked Jessica's boyfriend to winter formal which she kind of did, but during the time, Jason and Jessica were kind of broken up. So she wasn't exactly asking someone's boyfriend, but the way it is on the show, it looks like she did. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, there is editing that's occurring, but like there's only so much you can blame on the edit, and it's so funny that it's like, it's just Steve and be like, it's the edit, it's the producers, and everyone else like, no, it's pretty much, we all said those things. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got to interview Taylor from season two, and she straight up admitted she was like, we were 17 years old, we were drinking underage, and sometimes we'd just be like pulled into a scene. So she was like, yeah, there's one scene where she's talking to Talon, and she's like, fine, then go be with that whore. And she said that her and her friends were day drinking, and all of a sudden, production was like, you have to do this scene. So she admitted it. She was like, yeah, I was just a dumb 17-year-old. There's nothing like high school drunk. There's nothing like it. There's nothing as stupid or for me, like high school stoned when you're just like wandering around and like everything someone says is the funniest thing that's ever happened or like a fight will start and it's like our lives are over. Like it's just it's so, so dramatic. So Uh, dramatic. Well, and another thing besides just the level of kind of drama and how it wasn't at this like frantic bravo pace was just how like they look like high school students they look like babies which is nice it's comforting yeah it it is and it's you know i don't think there's anything wrong with botox or fillers like do what you want but you don't see that natural look all the time anymore well exactly okay like yeah i mean i i really do support people just doing whatever they want to do with Mm. their face with their body but like this is just what teens looked like back in my day like this was back in before, 2004. Yeah, this was before the time of contouring of 10-step skincare routine and like it's okay if like teens want to do that now, but it's just, you know, also since then a lot of the high school shows, especially Netflix, they're casting like 30-year-olds. So in contrast, they looked like some of the people on the show look like 12 years old. And like that's how I looked when I was 16. So yeah, absolutely. Completely agree with you. Yeah. So it was like, at first I was like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, oh yeah, they're literally 16 years old. Uh, So I want to get into season one, episode five, what happens in Cabo. First of all, just, this is like my first uh, moment of realizing like how many things in the show spark joy for me. Just the theme song, Coming Clean by Hilary Duff. I'm like, amazing. Let the
And I actually really miss theme songs for shows. I know. It's iconic. And it gets you, like, excited every time. And I don't think mm-hmm. I'll ever get tired of the song Coming Clean or, like, any of Hillary Duff's back catalog. So it was lovely. <laughs> um, so before we get into, like, the plot, I'm also curious, like, from your perspective, like, can you give sort of, like, the cliff notes of the whole, like, Stephen, Lauren Codrad, Kristen, like, triangle like how would you like describe that season one kind of at a glance yeah I mean so basically you know Lauren and Steven grew up together she had a crush on him allegedly and like that's what production really wanted us to believe and Lauren said like yeah maybe I did but I still had other boyfriends just they weren't filmed and she also said like she didn't even know Kristen and Steven were as serious as they were because they were constantly breaking up and cheating on each other But what we know when we're, like, watching this for the first time, I guess I should say, Stephen's with Kristen, Lauren's in love with Stephen, Stephen might have a crush on Lauren, and Kristen's, like, the bad girl. Like, you're not supposed to like Kristen, which is so fucked up because she's, like, 16, and they're, like, she's bad, you're not supposed to like her. And looking back, back, you're, like, I'm so sorry you were a junior in high school and America hated you. Well, that's, like, even, okay, so the first scene starts with, Lauren Conrad shopping for bathing suits. Then they cut to Kristen Cavallari shopping for bathing suits. And immediately the music changes. It becomes like racy. And like, it's like, this is the villain. And they're both just like shopping at like Billabong type of store. Yeah. And Kristen has the iconic quote, large top, small bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's like, I, okay. I will say, so I hate when... People are overly critical of the way that women speak. You and I are unfortunately both at the receiving end of this, as I guess every female podcaster is. People are just overly critical of like of the likes of, of that sort of thing. However, I did have to put on closed captioning for Kristen's vocal fry. I actually did not understand her at first. <laughs> it was just like... Why was, did you have to do that? Her voice yeah. is so easy to listen to. As a child, I was like, what? <laughs> I had to pause. I had to pause. What happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. Yeah. What happens? Exactly. I mean, it was hilarious, but I was like, wait, I'm not in California mid 2000s teen mode. Um, Well, and then we cut to her again, just pure serotonin coursing through my veins. She was chatting on her Motorola razor in a tanning bed talking about plans. (laughs) Hey, what are you doing right now? (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of hot right now. It's like a cell phone in a tanning bed cannot be. And not that a tanning bed's healthy for you, but like that must like add another layer of like issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Nothing about that would be allowed. I mean, you wouldn't be able to show that. I'm like, do tanning beds still exist, or does everyone just do spray tans? I have no idea. A gym I used to go to, like maybe three years ago, was still at a tanning bed, and I was shocked. Um, listeners, uh, do you, do you have tanning beds in your area? I'm genuinely curious. Um, so then we cut to the boys are golfing. Um, this is where I really had like a bit of a jump scare. I was like, oh, is one of them 11? And I was like, no, I, again, I used to look about 11 years old when I was 16, not in a cute way, just in a, just in a dorky way. 
And it's so funny because I remember watching this the first time being like, they look so old. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe they're only seniors. I know. Well, and it was a little disturbing to see like the youngest looking one talking about like getting Lauren Conrad in our room by the end of the trip. I'm like, and what? What are you going to do after? Like, you're going to put the moves on her? Like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And um, as much as that was jarring, I also like it brought me back again to like just what was acceptable to for like high school boys. So I mean, all high schoolers, I guess, are just horny kids. Um, but at the time, like I remember the novelty shirts that that guys would wear, even in like the eighth grade, it would be like the man, the legend. Do you remember those? I mean, they made shirts with Laguna Beach people once this or second season ended. And it was like Hollister and it would be like, I love Talon's longboard or like Jason Jacuzzi bad time. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. There was one about Steven and there was one that said like, what would Dieter do? They were like really sexual for these <laughs> high schoolers. It's like some gross old men in a conference room, like deciding this is the merch we're going to make. <laughs> Let's talk about Talon's longboard. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, this, yeah, I mean, again, you know, you had Perez Hilton posting photos of like Miley, like upskirt photos and Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, this in a way anything went like, I even remember this shirt that I would see, um, like more than one guy in my high school, it was like shot of vodka, like $3, like shot of gin, this going home with the girl who's had all of it priceless. (laughs) Yeah, that was fine. So yeah, them being like, um, like, at one point, going back to these guys golfing, like one of them, like his voice is almost cracking. He's like, let's have a big orgy. You know? <laughs> like, <"Aw."> <laughs> <laughs> sure, buddy. Sure. Um, so now we're in Cabo. Um, we're on vacation. And like, can we talk about Cabo really quick in the trip in general? Yes. Please. So I don't think a lot of people know this, or maybe they do now if you listen to Back to the Beach or if you've whatever. But that was like a Laguna staple that they would go every year. Like their parents would go. Like there was always one parent on the trip with them. Oh, okay. So it was just like the whole town of Laguna for spring break would go to Cabo, basically. Okay. Okay. So did they have like timeshares or like they just had the same place that they went back to each time? The same hotel. They're just really rich. Okay. <laughs> They're just like, they have a standing reservation for like two weeks out of the I'm year. I'm sure, yeah. Okay. And I mean, also like, we say really rich and it's like, yes, I'm sure these people were very rich. But again, like the volume on all this stuff has been turned up so much that what we're used to in terms of wealth is like current Kardashians, like, you know, huge sterile mansion, right. private jets, you know, with a cashmere interior. But Going on a vacation to Cabo, like, would be the wealthiest thing we would see. And it's really... In 2004, 100%. Yeah, 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 that's, like, true luxury. Um, Mm -hmm. Were parents on this trip, or was it just production? Do you know? I don't know if parents were on season one trip, but I know season two, um, like, Taylor's mom was there, and then um, another mom. Okay, so, yeah, and, like, you know... They had a couple times where they cut to the parents talking about like, oh, we're worried about our kids. But it seemed fine. Good, like, good old Jim and Dennis. 
Yeah. Yeah. She had a dentist in their office. Um, Yeah. So do you want to take us into what happens next? Like we're in Cabo. They're chit-chatting. At this point, like, I mean, because, you know, I'm not as familiar, like I'm kind of just getting to know the characters. I'm trying to like figure out the dynamics. Like there's little jealousies. There's little. Yeah. So they're walking. What? It's Dieter, Jen, Stephen and Lauren. And they're walking and Lauren and Jen go into their room. And Stephen's like, remember that number? That sticks in my head for some reason. Then they all go to the pool. But during this time, and again, like the show can't say this. The show can't let us know what's really happening. But Stephen and Kristen weren't dating. And she was actually dating Sam, the guy who she's like all over. So they were actually like, I'm not, I don't know if it's like a relationship, but they were very much together. And so when she's like all over him in the pool, it's because she's with him then. Okay. Okay. So in my opinion, I think the real love triangle was Kristen, Sam, and Steven, but Sam refused to film. So they couldn't make that the love triangle. And also what's more fun than two women fighting over a man in the early 2000s? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So the actual love triangle was Stephen, Kristen, and Sam. Okay. Interesting. And because yeah, when you're saying like, oh, Kristen was actually with Sam. And then we were talking earlier about like, okay, what's real? What's not? Like, I could very much see then Stephen still having very real jealousy and like very irrational, like anger, even though like they weren't officially together. Because what happens mm-hmm. next, like, it seems very, like, very real from him. Yeah, 100%. Very real. Yeah. Well, and that is them getting ready, going clubbing. Again, like, you couldn't film teens underage drinking at this point for a reality show. It would have to be super hush-hush. It's sort of, they didn't explicitly say it, but it was sort of implied I mean, 100%. They're at a nightclub. You yeah. Know? Like you wouldn't, I guess you just wouldn't have a show about teens at a nightclub. Right. And they're taking shots of tequila at the bar. Like, yeah. Like, I guess I was like, what did they tell people like that they were like virgin shots? But maybe that no one was even questioning it. And no. And I think because they were in Mexico, some of them were 18 and you can drink when you're 18 there. Oh, yeah. And also Cammy from season three. Um, one time I asked her, I was like, did production provide you alcohol? And she was like, no, but they provided us with red cups to hide it. Okay. Right. And like, I'm actually curious. Okay. Cause I'm from Quebec and like, it's different for each province, but in Quebec it's, you can drink at 18, but even before that, it's pretty much like anyone who grew up here, it was like super easy to just go to a store and buy alcohol. Like it, you kind of just knew everyone knew the right stores and they didn't ask even for a fake ID. It was just like whatever I guess kind of a little like French laissez-faire kind of thing um what was it like for you growing up in Massachusetts was it like yeah like how like forbidden or how like acceptable was it I mean I actually didn't drink in high school but all my friends did and most of us had older siblings you know even some parents I knew would just take everybody's keys you know if you're gonna drink you're gonna drink here and you're gonna stay here and we don't need to worry about you drinking and driving And that's probably one of the biggest comments I see on my page being like, where were the parents and their high schoolers drinking? I'm like, where the fuck did you grow up? Because people would come into my school with water bottles full of vodka and drink throughout the school day. Yeah. So like to me, it wasn't shocking to see this behavior. 
Yeah. And, and it's the type of thing where like, if you ban teens from doing something and you make it super taboo, like they're just going to go off and put themselves in, in more dangerous situations. Like everyone I knew who had parents who were like, I will pick you up. It doesn't matter like what condition you're in. They would be super honest. And then the safest out of anyone uh, versus like the people who'd be like stranded at like 2am being like, how are we going to get home? Like we're drunk. Right. Yeah, I I just think when people like question the partying, of course, going to Cabo and going to a nightclub, I get that, right? You're kind of like, what the fuck is happening? But when they're at a house party drinking, I'm like, most people I know did that. Even though I wasn't drinking, I was still at those house parties. Yeah, like the where are they their parents? I'm like, you should be asking that of like the dance mom moms, like more than like <laughs> <Right>. the <laughs> like more than the you little duggers. Yeah, like literally, you should be asking so many other parents who put their kids in more precarious situations than like sipping at the club. Um, <laughs> um okay, so they're getting ready to go clubbing and love seeing like the hair straighteners um the little streaks like even seeing like thin hair I was just like oh my god like (laughs) you know like you didn't need hair extensions again like whatever do whatever you want wear hair extensions it's just like this wasn't a consideration whereas now it's like you know of course to be on TV but you are required to do I mean I straighten my hair every day and I blame Laguna Beach for it there are certain things that just they've like imprinted in our psyche for better or for worse yeah. People are like, you don't need to straighten your hair. I'm like, yeah, I do. The end. <laughs> You're like, it's a look and a vibe. It works for me. I was raised by Lauren Quadrad. Like, what do you want? <laughs> the Kristen haircut is the haircut I always want to have. I mean, they looked great. Like, it just, I had this moment. I'm like, almost a little shame because I was like, I was like, why is, why is her hair so thin? And I was like, that is what my hair looks like. That's what regular <laughs> everyday hair looks like. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of this whole, like, clubbing thing, it looked exactly like a middle school dance to me. It was just like, woo, like, there was Yeah by Usher playing. They're like, I'm giving lap dances. Like, Kristen Cavallari saying, I'm giving lap dances. Sammy, this is where I gave you a lap dance, remember? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and they're just, like, grinding a little bit, kind of awkwardly, but they're having fun. And... This is where I was kind of shaken because it was just so wholesome up to this point. And then I just, I was very startled because Steven just starts screaming. Yeah, she gets, Kristen gets up on the bar. And honestly, Kristen staying on the bar is like such a bad bitch move. Yeah. You know, like, I guess not that I'm saying what Steven did was right at all. Right. Like, that's not cool. But then there's the part of me that's like, he's a drunk 18-year-old, like a wasted 18-year-old boy who's super jealous. And again, I guess maybe I am making an excuse because he didn't apologize for his actions until 2022. But at the time, I was just kind of like, oh, that's just what high school boys do. That's how high school boys act. Yeah. And like, I don't know how high school boys act now, but at the time, like slut shaming wasn't even a word that existed for over a decade like into the future no i mean it's not like i'm like yeah it's fine to call women sluts but like you could and no one would really bat an eyelash yeah for sure and he's owned up to it now it took him a while 
But again, I guess when I watched it, even kind of watching it back, I'm like, that was really shitty. He probably shouldn't have done that. But he's also a drunk 18-year-old. Yeah, like, I don't know. I never had, like, too bad of a phase. But I think about, like, even just at the time in high school, we did some, like, pranks that was really just, like, destroying other people's property. Like, that is so fucked up. Like, yeah. But you just, you, you don't have as much of a conscience. Right. And I don't know. Do you do senior pranks in Canada? No. So I don't know if it's like a Massachusetts thing or all United States thing. But when you're a senior, you're supposed to do like a really big senior prank. Okay, I've seen this in movies. I didn't know this was a real thing. We lit our football field on fire. (laughs) Like (laughs) We got gasoline and made 09 in the middle of the football field and lit it on fire. You so start- I don't know if I can say that I wouldn't be crazy if they were filming me too. You started Massachusetts' biggest forest fire. <laughs> Literally, like, so stupid. I lived in, like, a small town with a lot of trees, and we were just, like, perfect. Our, we did, and I think this was just my school, but at the end of the year, the seniors, you did um, a big shaving cream fight on the front lawn, and the teachers would blast classical music. So everyone, oh, that's actually fun. It was really fun. They stopped doing it for the environment. I'm like, okay, I get it. But like, it was really fun. Like people should <laughs> maybe just give them one little mini can. Um, sorry, environmental mother earth. I don't know who am I apologizing to. Um, okay. I'll go back to Steven. So Steven screaming at Kristen. He's like, what's your deal, bitch? Hey, and did you notice? Lauren got in between them and she's like, Stephen, don't do this. Not right now. We're not right now. Yeah, Lauren. I mean, it was interesting. They kept kind of like panning to her and she was sort of looking a little sad on the side. Like she really is meant to be like the hero of this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kristen's like the slut and the bad girl. <laughs> she's right. dancing. I mean, I definitely I think that was my move back in the day, the dancing on the bar. I just loved attention now thankfully i can channel that into just (laughs) making my silly little internet videos but i'd be like that would have been me um (laughs) but he's like yo you look real good slut i can get so much better than you i don't even care i feel sorry for you and he's mad um and she's like leave me the fuck alone and he comes back with like look at you slut like i was just like oh clutching my pearls all of a sudden yeah and she's like fuck you steven <laughs> steven leave me alone steven yeah but i get it's like watching that and knowing how young Kristen was the fact that she didn't just break down crying is absolutely insane because at 31 if someone was doing that actually i'd probably fight them but like 16 year old me would definitely just like die and crawl into a hole no, it would have been a really, like, I would have rocked my world. Although, to be fair, someone in person screaming in my face now would really throw me off. I'd probably cry, <laughs> depending on the circumstances. It, it's a possibility. Um, but, yeah, like, Kristen goes off and she's like, you know, I'm going to make him jealous. So she's making out with someone else. So you're saying that that was her actual boyfriend. Yeah, Sam was her boyfriend at the time. Okay, okay interesting layer to it so she is making out with sam and steven is screaming at them slut (laughs) and then okay is this what happened did i see this right 
like he seems to grab her kind of by the arm and like pull her outside he pulls her into an outdoor area yeah okay maybe i can't stand up for steven anymore because once you grab someone and pull them like she seemed like kind of startled and was like ah! like did a little like yelp like he's yeah. yeah that's true never mind i take back everything i said because once you grab someone and get physical that's different yeah and like look you're not saying like guys leave steven alone like you're just talking about it in context which is like this is mid-2000s high school stuff like this is not super out of the ordinary by any means um Mm. yeah so they're screaming at each other and again like when i say shocking it's like you know i'm used to vanderpump rules where it's like (laughs) you know you have like kristen doty being like yeah, I fucked a bunch of guys behind your back. Like, so what? You know, just like right. The the level of like immorality is just like off the charts. <laughs> but like <laughs> they're they're kind of screaming back and forth, and then it just kind of ends. Yeah, it just kind of ends, and he walks out, and this is such a voiceover, and he goes, Where's Elsie? Oh, <laughs> oh, That's it was like, like say that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I have this with like my shows where like, I'll, I'll rewatch them and I'll start to like see all these little layers to it that hadn't occurred to me. So the producers are like, okay. So a lot of times, like on Laguna or the Hills, if you hear someone saying something and you don't see their mouth actually saying it, it's just a random fucking clip. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So they, they do that on The Bachelor all the time. Like, mm-hmm. so Frankenbiting, they call it or... I don't know if that's like the official oh. term. Um, yeah, maybe that's just the term that circulates around the Bachelor fandom. Um, but yeah, of like you see the back of their head and they're like yelling something and it's just yeah, a random clip. Okay. Well, so the next day they cut to the next scene. And again, this is like me being naive. Like it starts with like Lauren saying like, you know, you were you were mean, Steven. And I'm thinking like she's going to stand up for Kristen. <laughs> but then she's like... Okay, can we, like, we not go out with her? Like, she knows. Like, she was wearing a little skirt and a thong, like, dancing up there. Like, she knows that that's slutty. Um, And she's saying this wearing, she's wearing a trucker hat that says turkey on it. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, I did not, I didn't see that coming. The turkey hat is also in season two. So it must have been, like, a big trucker hat clothing line that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, it was uh, iconic. It didn't get any cooler in that day and age than a trucker had <laughs> um but yeah like i just i don't know her starting by saying like oh steven you were being mean and then she's like fuck Kristen," basically right. she's a dumb slut i was like oh <laughs> you know and i'm like interesting and then you know steven says that he feels bad for her because she wastes herself i'm like okay 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 moral high ground of steven coletti yeah steven morality police coletti yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the scene ends when we get a filler scene of them talking about surfing. And it reminded me so much of, do you remember that old Vine where the surfer guy is like, whoop out. Dude, you get the best barrels ever, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. And you just drop in and just smack the lip. Whoop out. Drop down. Snap. Ah! And then after that. You just drop in, just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. It's like almost incomprehensible to me, but I just thought it was funny. Um, Yeah. And then 
we go back. It's a new day in the workroom, <laughs> as they say on Drag Race. Um, and Kristen, again, straightener her hair, brings me joy every time I see it. Um, Do you and- think Steven will be in a jealous rage again? Yeah. And again, like, they keep shocking me because their reactions are the last thing I expect. So Kristen is saying to Jessica that she also says... I said to Steven, get out of my life. And Jessica gasps, like, what? <laughs> and then Kristen almost backtracks, like, how could you say that to Steven? Precious Steven. Morality police and sweet baby angel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so much in high school, too. There's just so many, like, so many hormones. There are just so many little weird crushes and people, like, quote unquote, dating for a week and then breaking up you know so all these things it all seems plausible even if the producers were steering them yeah totally agree with you yeah and so then we get to a very scandalous dinner party that night in Cabo very scandalous that dinner party shook me to my core (laughs) me too honestly (laughs) do you want to kick us off with this dinner party I mean, Lauren and Steven are next to each other, and Steven is fucking wasted. He is so drunk. Lauren's, like, feeding him. (laughs) Like, Lauren's, like, spoon-feeding him, and Kristen's doing the same to the guy next to her. And then he's like, Lauren, you want to watch a movie tonight? You want to watch a movie? And she's like, what? He's like, I just want to be with you. He's the inventor of Netflix and chill. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, do you want a VHS and bang? (laughs) Yeah, do you want us to go to Blockbuster tonight? <laughs> to Blockbuster and bang. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't... And then, like, one thing about Laguna and the Hills, it's all about the looks from across the table. It's all about the side eye. Words don't even need to be said because whatever's happening, they're saying it with their eyes or the production's like, no, we need to glance here, we need to glance here. And the way they make it seem like Kristen and Steven are just going like tit for tat almost like who can do more. And then Steven mouths, I love you to her. And she just fucking rolls her eyes. Yeah. Like he mouths it very distinctly to Kristen right after feeding Lauren a mouthful of something. Like they're just like each turning to the the person next to them and, and feeding that person and looking over at each other. And I'm like, yeah, there are certain people. It's like whatever you think about Kristen Cavallari, she really makes great reality TV. She's a star. She, exactly. She has that star power. And so does Lauren Conrad. Um, maybe not everything she's done. I don't know if very Cavallari really needed to happen, but <laughs> that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but like, no, they really like both have star power and they both bring such different qualities. Like Lauren's really meant to be the everyman that you can see yourself in her position and and even if like you're like set up to hate Kristen, you can't take your eyes off her. Like she's very charismatic. And yeah. Even at 16, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, I really think that like some people are just born with it. Like the big stars, they just they've always had it. And I don't know, like there's just certain reality stars who you'll hear like, I guess the ones that I've kind of looked into from The Bachelor, the better like bachelorettes, people would be like, oh yeah, they were like the most popular girl in high school. Like, I think there's just, I don't know, there's some kind of sparkle that they're born with or something. It's like Snooki. Like Snooki's the best, one of the best reality TV people of all time, I think. 
absolutely. It's actually funny because um, the first recap episode that I did was Jersey Shore. And we were saying, like, which cast member are you? And I'm like, I am Snooki. Like, not in terms of star power, but in terms of, like, level of hot mess expressory. Like, I related hard. Yeah, who? which Jersey Shore character are you? I think I'd be Dina. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I think I'd be your little meatball. Yeah, we'd be like little meatballs off to the side. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyhow, so going back to the beach. Yeah, they're having this dinner party. And there's not really like a crescendo. Like it's just like these looks. And then it just, yeah, it just ends. And then Steven and Lauren leave together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the most important detail. Yeah. To go watch a movie. To watch a movie which you're right it would have had to have been a vhs maybe a dvd yeah well that's when like hotels would provide you they'd like have a little stack and you could like mm. pick some um i'm sure it was a fancier hotels so they'd have like a larger selection of like dvds <laughs> <laughs> at the front desk that's that four star quality <laughs> um so we see the next day um you know okay Maybe my standards are so low, but, like, for all that we're saying, like, oh, they're sexualizing these teens so much, at least they didn't do any kind of, like, um, they do this really creepy thing on The Bachelor where, like, the next day they, like, show them with their clothes on the floor and, like, them, like, talking in their robes. Like, at least they didn't do anything super creepy like that. Mm -hmm. At least they drew the line somewhere. I don't know. (sighs) I get at least, like... It was just like, oh, do you want to hang out? And they don't, like, follow them to their room. They, you don't see them, like, having little flirty talk. It's just kind of like, it's all implied. Right. So then Stephen and Lauren are on the beach. And Stephen says to Lauren, thanks for taking care of me. That was so bro of you. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's why, like, I genuinely do think Stephen and Lauren hooked up at one point. But I don't think they had this, like, secret love and affinity for each other. Like, if someone called me a bro, come on. Well, he's not saying she was a bro. He's saying her actions were so bro of her. That's true. (laughs) Because when I see Lauren Conrad, I think bro. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like in any reality show when it's like, oh, did they hook up or not? It's like you take enough attractive people and you make them spend enough time with each other and you throw some alcohol in the mix. Like, yeah, they're, some of them are going right. to hook up, you know, it's a natural it's the rules. Yeah. It's a natural order of things. And they know they're supposed to be creating <laughs> drama. <laughs> um, so did anything else happen on the beach? I think that was pretty much it. It's really just like a Lauren and Steven moment to remind us that Lauren and Steven are secretly in love with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that Lauren's the better person for him. Yeah. And that, like, thanks for taking care of me. I'm like, why? Because he was out of line? Or, like, what does he mean by that? I would assume because he was wasted. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. That's what I always thought. He just got really drunk and she was like, go to bed. Like, take your shoes off before you get in bed kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw up on the bed. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. When I I say, like, high school or 18-year-old drunk, like, that's what I think. Just, just messy and just sweaty and gross yeah and like sleeping in your jeans (laughs) (laughs) it's just uh, oh to be young (laughs) it's really crazy with like season one of laguna it definitely has its moments 
but I actually think it's like pretty boring. Okay. So I need to watch season two. Season two is like where it's at. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to get into it now. Also, like, you know, I watched the show and you've just like given me so many like layers to the characters. And so now I need to like, I need to see it through. And now also Mm -hmm. that I know like the backstory and what was going on behind the scenes, it kind of helps me to like get into the show. Um, I'm also like, I have this like awful trait where like, it's hard for me to watch a new show without like reading articles about it, like knowing some of the plot lines. Like I need to like read five articles like scan imdb like get a little rundown and then i can get into the show this is probably this is like a neurodivergent like fun little quality of mine where i'm like you need to tell me the full synopsis for me to like get into a new show but now i'm like now i really okay i'm gonna watch season two also i'm excited yeah well i'll tell you how my journey goes um but so then the episode's almost over but this really ties it all together um we see Lo with lauren conrad and Lo says so did you hook up with Steven in Cabo? And Lauren says, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. Wink, wink. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I love that quote so much. I think that's like one of the stable quotes of the whole show. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice to, oh my God, I was going to say like a time of innocence. This is just like, again, this is just my brain warped from Things like Vanderpump Rules where like, they're like, so did you get a girl pregnant in Vegas or not? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and that's the sort of like what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. But it was just like, "Mm, maybe we kissed before he inevitably probably passed out like as soon as he got to the room. Yeah, exactly. And what my favorite thing about Lo is she was such a little like shit stirrer. Lo is my favorite. I know that's probably an unpopular opinion. But, like, just the way that she played such a good best friend role. And she was just kind of there, like, so did you do it or not? You know, can I make a bitchy comment? Yeah? All right, that's all you need? Good. Yeah, you know, people get so mad at the shitsters, but I'm like, what do you want out of your reality shows? Like, do you want everyone to just be getting along? Because that's what I want in my personal life. I want the most drama-free personal life. I want, like, it basically to be, like, boring, you know, just hanging out with friends and not much happens. But for the shows, I want shitsters, like, and so people get mad, but then sometimes, like, lately on with reality show fandoms, they're so intense that they're like, get them off the show. And I'm like, then what are we even here for? Exactly. If you have a whole show of Lauren Conrad's, it's not going <laughs> to not gonna be to be honest that's why spencer pratt as much as i dislike him he saved the hills because the hills was so boring because it was all lauren conrad's yeah yeah exactly yeah you don't have to like these people but you can appreciate what they do for the show exactly keep it interesting yeah lead to the infamous um i want to forgive you and i want to forget you you know what you did Oh, yeah, yeah. See, even, what did even, I do, Lauren? What did I do? You spread a sick little rumor about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I maybe I have, like, seen the hills, like, I don't know, by osmosis. Because I know, I, like, know those scenes. <laughs> yeah, they're so popular. They are. And, like, back when we used to watch TV on TV, you know, they would just be, like, doing reruns all the time of this type of stuff. So you'd, like, 
be waiting for your show and catch like yeah. 15 minutes of a show here and there. So I feel like that's how I saw a lot of this. Yeah. What I actually miss is like when Laguna would air in real time, like the half hour before it would show the episode before and the week before. So you could like remember everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would never get tired of like the rewatches because also this was before like YouTube clips and, you know, like mm-hmm. any of our favorite shows, like if there's a big moment, we're going to see a thousand memes of it the next day. We're going to see clips. We're going to see a ton of it like just on our social pages. But all you really had was reruns to go on. Yeah. And you had to watch it live time. Like I know I didn't have like DVR or TiVo or anything. So if I missed an episode of One Tree Hill, I missed an episode of One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't figure out like the VCR thing. I know that I think like I would ask my dad to, and then he ended up like recording over all of our, like my baby tapes. And then we were just like, okay, well, let's just like, let it go. Like we don't, none of us know how this works. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who needs the memories? Um, okay. So now is like the segment of like, where are they now? And I was saying to you before we recorded that, like, normally I would do the research and get into it, but I'm like, you have a PhD in like Laguna Beachology. Like it just, it makes sense for you to to take us away with like just some like tidbits of where are they now? Like, should we go person by person? I honestly feel like I, most people know like Steven is an actor. <laughs> I'll use that term loosely. <laughs> but like, <laughs> everyone's doing great with James Lafferty, which was actually really funny. But then Steven's of course doing Back to the Beach with Kristen and Kristen still doesn't come in James. She's has like a skincare line. It wouldn't surprise me if she went back to reality TV. I think she's made for reality TV. Yeah. And like very cavalry, like I was kind of shitting on it before, but like it didn't really make sense because it was sort of about her family, but then she didn't like show her kids and it was sort of like her marriage wasn't good, but they didn't really get into it on the show. I think and this is just my personal opinion. All we're here I to share is our personal opinions. So. I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. No, no. I'm, um, I'm here for it. I think I think she would have been great as like a Lisa Vanderpump role on that show. Okay. But I don't think Kristen cannot have the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And I think season two, she was like, okay, no more about the girls in the in the office. You know, Shannon Ford's fired. And we'll have like a little bit of office drama, but not too much office drama. And then season three, she's like, everybody loves Jay. So it's just going to be about me, Jay and Justin. And it's like, it never found its rhythm the way it should have. Yeah. I love the Lisa Vanderpump analogy because like, she's like the protagonist of the show. She needs the spotlight, but she knows like she can't carry the show and we don't really care about her drama. Like, I don't really want to see her even on the screen all that much. Like I can just have her narrate and like pop in. Um, but I want to see like the young, the hungry kids like fighting it out, like who need that job at the store. Right. And there was even a moment where um, in season two, one of the girls, Colby D, she was singing at it's called the listening room in Nashville. And that's like a pretty big deal to book that. And I thought it would have been cool for Kristen to show up and support Colby. She didn't. OK. okay. But, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a fine balance. Like when you're kind of like you like crave the spotlight because you need to then also facilitate the conditions that create a good show. Like if you're just like, I'm the queen bee and you're like fire anyone who challenges that, like, okay, but you're going to have a boring show. Right. 
you have to like keep people on that you don't like having around so there can be tension or like just something like a more interesting premise. I 100% agree. So very Cavallari like really bummed me out because I didn't mind the first season that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, Lauren, she still does Little Market, um, does her little Pinterest life. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. No, it's like totally. Um, Yeah, actually, I'm just thinking like with Lauren, like that's what I want of her. Like, I want her to, like, have that Pinteresty life. And I guess, like, going back to Kristen, like, I don't want her to be like, this is me being a girl boss. Like, I don't need that to be the feature mm-hmm. of, of like, her on my screen. But, like, Lauren, I'm like, good, yeah, that's great. That is perfect. And I actually give Lauren a lot of credit. You know, she did go on back to the beach with Stephen and Kristen. But, like, she doesn't talk about the hills. She doesn't acknowledge it. Because so many people give her shit for not doing that. And I'm like, no, I would give her more shit if she only did it, like, here and there. But instead, she just doesn't really talk about it at all. I Actually, maybe here and there, but... Um, is she, like, the Victoria Beckham of, like, the Spice Girls? Yeah, 100%. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> She's like, I've moved on and I have my little empire and, like, this is a little embarrassing. But I'll, yeah. like, pop in. <laughs> yes. Thank you for putting it that way. That's perfect. Okay. Um, Lo has love wellness which what is it it's a big um like vitamin company and and she gets a lot of really great reviews about it okay and again i give her a lot of credit for and this is no shade to Kristen. i'm just you know she could have done like an easier route and just kind of put her face on like a makeup brand or a jewelry brand or but she did the research and did the work oh yeah well i mean i've I've had like different businesses just throughout my 20s and things that I dabbled in and like making anything that someone ingests just comes with like a massive risk. 100%. Um, I know for a while, Trey, who's on season one, he worked for Vera Wang as a designer. So he's like a fashion designer. I don't know if he still works with Vera Wang. Okay. But was a fashion designer. Dieter is a GM at a hotel. He like moves hotels and general manages them. I know all their shit. I, no, who do you I'm, want? Who else? I'm like, who else do you want to hear about? <laughs> what, are, what are their dads up to? Like, are, I guess they're retired. <laughs> yeah, retired. And I want to say it was Real Housewives of the OC. One of them, um, Kristen used to partner with this shoe company called Chinese Laundry. I remember that company. Yeah. And um, one of the housewives, I don't know them well. But was like, oh, you know, someone from Laguna Beach got me these. And everyone thinks it was Dennis Cavallari who got her and gifted her those shoes. Okay. Okay. Um, Morgan, who's on season one, she has her own clothing company called um, Little Minnow. Okay. That's really popular and featured in Goop. And Oh. Oh. Yeah. I mean, this cast really did, like, do a lot. Yeah, I mean, it would be great just to when you're on the forefront, like you're in the first wave of reality shows, you have that like, there's always going to be like a bit of a spotlight on you. You're basically like set for life. Like, it's not like they can just sit around and get paid like to do nothing. But like, if you have a business, like it's going to be successful, like you're going to have people backing it. Yeah, but then if you think about it, there really wasn't social media for us to keep up with them. 
True. Well, I guess that's what I mean by like they're lucky in that like because it was the first, it's like even if there wasn't social media, like there wasn't such a saturated market that it's like, True. you know, there there was that, there was the OC, like there was those types of shows that were just, yeah, it's like when you have such a popular show, especially during a time when really there just weren't that many shows of any kind. Um, <laughs> there wasn't like eight bajillion networks putting out like original movies every two seconds like there's just always going to be that like nostalgia or like excitement for what they're doing because now like even going on a reality show like it doesn't guarantee you anything really no you can hope that people like you and you'll become an influencer but that's about it yeah I mean you have the rare moments like um actually next week I'll be covering um love is blind um, but like mm. you have the first Love is Blind, which was just like a super surprise hit. So like those people could be stars, but like they're putting out like a ton of reality shows and seeing what sticks. And so it's like you might not even like get a brand deal from that necessarily. So yeah, that's very true. Good for these kids. We're now <laughs> established <laughs> grown up business people. <laughs> um, that's funny. Okay, well, Kelly, this was so lovely, so wonderful to have you here, Um, to have you back, actually, because I guess we recorded a year ago-ish. Yeah, I was definitely on before. I don't remember what we talked about, but I know that I was on. (laughs) I know. I think we just, like, oh, my God. I I don't know if I told you this. Um, Okay, I had this, like, month where I was having, like, super hot mess of a time. Um, I found it just hard to, like get my shit together in any sense and I had this like couple weeks of having guests on where I was like kicking myself yeah just being like so negative of being like oh my god I messed up that whole thing um I embarrassed myself on the podcast and what's so funny is you're one of those guests so were Lex Nico who like now I chat with I got to hang out with in person um one of them is Dalma who I also got to hang out with in person and like love but like I spent the whole month being like you idiot like you're putting the the podcast and the take I'm like oh my god like it's so funny like these things just come full circle and I'm like we just had a nice conversation it's fine it's like not that deep you know yeah I'm glad you stuck around I'm glad that you kept going Emily oh yeah I mean I really will stick it out I will go the distance with the podcast because as you and I both know um people on the internet are could be fucking crazy um and it's just really nice Mm -hmm. to be able to have like a long form conversation where you can actually like explain yourself and like not just like try to like fit things in little like captions or sound bites and then have like you know deal with all the chatter like this feels so much more I don't know personable totally agree with you um, speaking of um, going the distance, um, since we last spoke, I'm sure people here are Beyond the Blinds fans, um, but you guys signed to iHeartRadio. So I just on air, I have to say congrats again. Like, amazing. Thank you. Um, and I'm just excited for like, basically whatever you put out there, I will be, I'll be listening to. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me back. Of course. And so for anyone who's not following, um, what are you doing? Uh, It's all going to be in the show notes. 
all your Instagram, Laguna Biatch. Yeah. My handle's Laguna underscore Biatch. Uh, the podcast is Beyond the Blinds. And if you want to read all my insane thoughts, my Twitter's Laguna Biatch IG. Okay. Amazing. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you. This podcast is produced by me, Emily Rose, hosted by the Sonar Network and edited by Solomon Krauss and Laugh. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave me a five-star review. See you next week. Au revoir, mes amours.